0: Hey everybody, welcome back to our podcast with the pastors here at Desert Foothills. We look at news articles, uh, current events, and just kind of see how they relate to our faith, what they teach us about the world, and even our role in the world, especially as Christians. And this week's article is from the New York Times. It says, Walgreens to close five stores in San Francisco, citing organized shoplifting. And uh, the article starts off telling a story about uh, one store that was targeted five times by the same man. Literally, uh, walk in, scoop up wherever he wants and walks out the front door. A security guard and a television reporter were recording him, but the theft went undeterred. And people probably saw this. This, uh,
1: If you look up this video even online besides the article, it's been watched literally millions of times now. Maybe you saw it, the individual, he was on a bicycle at one point and he just had these huge garbage bags that he was just <laughs> filling up with merchandise of different types and then just walking out the
0: door. It wasn't even in that much of a hurry or anything like that. Yeah, no, nobody slowed him down. So uh, Walgreens, the company, saying uh, that's not uh, sustainable to keep the stores open, yeah, with that much loss. They actually said that they're losing money because of this in several
1: of their stores, and this is just in the San Francisco area that these five stores are now closing. And as they said, they blamed it completely on shoplifting. There's actually uh, quite a few other stores. I think I saw the number was 17 total
0: that they're closing uh, for the exact same reason. Right, and then uh i think as many as 22 stores have been shuttered in the san francisco in recent years so all together it's like worse than the wild west yeah at least the way i imagine the the old west this is one that i look at
1: i don't think anybody would say at least i would hope that people would not say well that's okay you know uh no matter what somebody's scenario is uh, but maybe sometimes in our world we do see that a little bit of people trying to create justification for different reasons of saying well maybe it's okay to steal you know maybe that that concept of like a Robin Hood mentality that you know well some people may be uh, you know less off than others. Are in a negative situation or maybe it's people that are uh, bad people that we're taking from uh, you know and people are needing to feed their families so maybe we look at it from that perspective today just uh, the concept of stealing or shoplifting in general and ask ourselves well what does scripture say about these things?
0: Well I've got a couple of touch points as I looked at the article. First is overall just generally speaking there is a rule of law that god well it implants really mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in society we talk about the uses of the law if anybody remembers back in confirmation class yep that civil use that curb that just that that moral sense that every human has of right and wrong keep us on the right track yeah keep society from just completely going off the going rails going off the rails yep and uh, in romans 13 Paul very clearly talks about how, uh, now I think about Romans, first of all, and and Paul and the gospel and how clear it is that God loves us and forgives us every time we break the law, every time we transgress Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. law a sin. Uh, And yet, he wants to be very clear, it doesn't mean that there are no more rules. Yeah. It doesn't mean that uh, it's a free for all. all. Jesus forgives us everything, so we can just do whatever we want. Yeah, Cheap grace, yeah. And so to get really even specific beyond the Ten Commandments, you know, what we think of God's law, even in, again, society. uh, Romans 13, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Verse two, therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed and those who resist will incur judgment.
1: Pretty clear, like you said there, of you know, uh, God having his hand at work, even within our world. Uh, this is one of the reasons a lot of times in our prayers on Sunday, uh, we make sure to be able to lift up our leaders in the world, right? Whether it's our community or our state, our nation, uh, for just good leadership to be able to follow in a godly manner.
0: Yeah, and, and he goes on to talk about how the The government has the sword. It has this uh, means of punishing and restraining uh, citizens who are breaking laws. In other words, affecting, harming their neighbors. Mm -hmm.
1: Part of it, as you kind of bring that up, one of the things I I think about, there's a piece of this, a responsibility upon our government too, right? I'm sure some of our listeners are probably thinking, well, some of this is happening because of laws that have been created Mm -hmm. or maybe things that have been put aside. You know, in many different areas now, there are certain limits that people need to be able to reach. Basically, $1,000 in a lot of different areas that they have to be able to get to in order to suffer some type of major consequence. In a lot of places, even minor consequences. And so, a lot of the people are being spurred on in a negative way uh, because you know there's this loophole if you will, that is that has occurred there. Again, doesn't uh, justify it one way or another, but important for us to be able to think about you know what rules are in place and what do those look like to be able to uh, help create that curve that you mentioned.
0: Now so you got a, an old book I haven't seen in a while. I do old blue yes. Luther's Small Catechism. Yeah, this is
1: actually uh, my wife's Small Catechism that I had sitting on my shelf, and I pulled it pulled it out, and you know we just started confirmation back up again with all the kids this past week, and uh, it's good for us to be able to kind of dive back into this. Luther does such a good job of breaking down so many things in a simplistic manner, and one of the things he breaks down are the Ten Commandments, and uh, if you can recall, one of the Ten Commandments that's uh, noted in the Book of Exodus, super clear, Uh, just a few short words, uh, thou shall not steal. Uh, It is the seventh commandment. God there forbids us to be able to take any type of robbery or theft or dishonest way of getting things upon ourselves. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I love about the commandments, that. Are so often missed. It's not just about what you're not supposed to do. It's actually fifty percent about what you are supposed to do. And I think you could probably even
0: argue maybe more than than fifty percent. That's huge. That is a huge point and makes it really clear how uh, how much of a guiding statement, you know, these Ten Commandments are for yes. our lives, how we conduct ourselves.
1: And so let's look just briefly at the Seventh Commandment and see what it says. Again, we, we know what we're not supposed to do, not supposed to steal, not supposed to get things dishonestly, but what are we supposed to do? And these are the words that our Martin Luther writes. Uh, he says, we should help our neighbor to improve and protect that person's possession and income. And also, we should help our neighbor in every need. And so often I think when people see that, you know, thou shall not steal, they, they think obviously of just not being able to do something. But what about the things that we should do to be able to promote healthy relationships, uh, healthy growth, and just being able to be Christ unto our, our neighbor? Something so important. Uh, and there's a lot of scripture verses that encourage that. From Matthew 7 verse 12, we hear in everything uh, do to others what you would have them do to you. That golden rule that we have uh, even on a lot of our license plates here Mm -hmm. in Arizona. Uh, And same thing, Matthew 5, uh, 42, give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you to be able to make sure that we're lifting people up. And I think about the story of Zacchaeus. That's such a great story when Zacchaeus is somebody who has committed Uh, this crime or broken this commandment that he's stolen from people over and over again. So much that people just, they just despise who this man is. But Jesus comes to him, offers his hand, uh, offers his companionship, offers his forgiveness. And that's when Zacchaeus uh, says that he's going to pay back four times the amount. to anyone that he has harmed. True repentance. Yeah. True turning around of your behaviors. So we see in that story kind of like the both sides of this, right? One who was stealing from people, but then one who said, you know what, I'm going to do the exact opposite. I'm going to figure out how to uplift my neighbor and how to bring them this, this good support instead of being able to steal from them.
0: That's great stuff. This is not, again, for our audience, this is not a political conversation here. The truth is... Many people, I'll just say our society in general, views, again, that, that cheap grace mentality of, it's more loving to let people get away, let people do what they want, mm. what your heart desires, you love, whatever, you can go on and on. But you can't, again, you can't have a good society. like that. This hurts other people. Yeah, It hurts the employees at those these Walgreens stores. And now you've got communities in the city, inner city, Yeah. Don't have these drugstores. Yeah, and indeed. there's in the article, you know, you got the city councilman, you got the district attorney, you got all these people coming. This breaks my heart. This is devastating for a community, and to allow these things to go on is not is not loving. Loving is disciplining, having right and wrong, mm-hmm. and it goes for parenting too, right? Uh, loving is disciplining your children to just to teach them right and wrong, mm-hmm. uh, that they can't do whatever they want to do. Um, one. Last uh, point I had is just a uh, big key word that just jumped off the page at me. In this New York Times article, it's the third paragraph that talks about, again, the millions of people that watched the shoplifting video in June, uh, which critics said illustrated the epidemic of store store thefts that had bedeviled retailers across the city. Bedeviled. I haven't heard that and I don't even remember I'd be able to hear that word before. I don't even know how the author, you know, the journalist came up, chose that word of, you know, and the synonyms in the English language, mm-hmm. all the words they could have changed. But when this journalist tied this to this epidemic of thefts bedeviling retailers across the city of San Francisco, I thought, well, I think there's some truth coming out there mm-hmm. that uh, maybe they didn't even intend to, to share. And if you're uh, listening live, you know, here in October, we're doing a sermon series on spiritual warfare and so 2 corinthians 10 verses 4 and 5 reminds us that for the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh but have divine power to destroy strongholds hmm. verse 5 we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of god and take every thought captive to obey christ verse 6 being ready to punish every disobedience okay when your obedience is complete uh, this is very much just another sign that we can see of the spiritual warfare that is always going on around us. And uh, looking at, actually, it won't make a sermon, but and some of the, we'll call it from the cutting room floor. (laughs) You know how you do all the research for sermons, it doesn't all make it into the sermon. Uh, But a book I've uh, picked up here is by Francis McNutt, who was a Catholic priest who's actually specialized in exorcisms. Wow. This was his deal. And he wrote a book called Deliverance from Evil Spirits. Mm But uh, I'm just going to quote here on page 265. He starts off, he's actually quoting uh, a book from Fortress Press, which is a Lutheran Mm -hmm. uh, publication Mm -hmm. company. And he's quoting, it says, the demonic in our time has a peculiar proclivity for institutional structures it is as if the demons of the bible grew up along with us and while leaving some of their smaller cousins to continue harassing individuals swelled to the gigantic proportions of our transnational corporations military establishments university systems governmental bureaucracies and you can go on and on there and then francis mcnutt he comments on that in this view which i believe is true We are all influenced unconsciously toward evil choices because of the evil embedded in very institutions in which we live. The function of the prophet is to bring these hidden evils into the light where we are free to make a choice. This is, in some sense, an exorcism." Hmm. And that is exactly what I believe you and I are doing right here, right now in this podcast bringing those hidden evils to light just like the mm. I mean the New York Times journalist talks about how Walgreens was bedeviled by this plague of crime. Again that like you said, many of the local laws have been so lax in uh, allowing people to steal. It's, it's harming other people. It's, it's the seventh commandment. And, uh, and we need to bring these things, to light when we can.
1: What a great comparison.
0: Isn't that an interesting concept? The thoughts concept? of uh,
1: the spiritual realm growing alongside of us, you know, you, you think about, we read about them in scripture, and we think about them being frozen in time and space or in their uh, lightness. Mm-hmm. But think about, you know, as a true being, and why wouldn't they be able to adapt, develop or adapt, be a, a better word, to be
0: able to attack. Wow, super, super interesting. Yeah. I thought that was pretty fascinating. I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> I like it. That's pretty fascinating. Well,
1: to kind of wrap up today then, uh, obviously focusing on that seventh commandment and all the commandments that we have. These are, these are so important for us. And all of us recognize that we have all broken all of the commandments that are within Scripture, that even if we try to get ourselves off the hook, the law is very clear, and so is God's word, that if we uh, fail in one area, that we've broken all of it. And so today, uh, you know, we leave with the the grace and the mercy of our God, uh, knowing that he gives us the opportunity to be able to lift people up around us and to be able to support people. And so maybe think about that in a positive way this week, too. Uh, this Saturday, again, if you're listening to this uh, really recently on the 23rd here, we're going to be going and... Uh, having a painting project in downtown Phoenix uh, with a church that we worked at before. We're also gonna do a community barbecue for them. So come on down and just partner with some people who could be able to share some different things with us and we can share some things with and just be together in a more positive environment uh, being able to support our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And you don't have to do that just this Saturday. Remember that's something that we can do every single day. So again, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Check out that article, uh, share this podcast with uh, some of your friends, and Pastor Mark and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks. God bless.